Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Work From Your Happy Place, the podcast that equips you with the tools, know-how, and motivation to live your dreams and find your happy place. Be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter for a recap of the week's guests and a preview of what's in store. To sign up, simply text the word happy place with no space to 33444. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce the host of Work From Your Happy Place, Belinda Ellsworth. Everyone and welcome to Work from Your Happy Place. I'm your host Belinda Ellsworth, and I have been anticipating this interview with excitement. I have Travis Rossback with me today, and Travis has spent the last three decades enhancing his entrepreneurial skills. Throughout the years, Mr. Rossback has been proud to invent and found Hydroflask. Work as a business broker, fly as an airline pilot is an active professional speaker and start the Tumalo Group, providing sourcing, advising, and consulting. His clients include various industries, celebrities, individuals, and even countries. He not only shares his tradecraft with others, but also practices it in the many startups in which he is currently involved. It is my pleasure to welcome Travis to our show today. Thank you, Belinda. Thank you for having me to your happy place. This is great. Yeah, it's going to be, it's just going to be a lot of fun. So why don't you sort of start filling um, just a little bit of your journey and how you came to do what you do today. Um, Make sure our listeners know exactly how you are serving others today. And then we'll dive in and talk a little bit about the Hydroflask. How's that sound? Sounds good. Yeah. Why are you here, Travis? Well, I started out in uh, Salem, Oregon, and I had a neighbor who died, and we were 
we were eating government cheese right next door to his house. And he had an amazing life. He had a fancy car and he wore fancy suits. And it was just, it was a completely different world than what I was accustomed to and how we were living. And when he died, we got to go into his house and do the estate sale. And his sister said to me that I could have anything in the house, one thing in the whole house. And there was this bookshelf that instantly caught my eye. And I didn't know what it was, but it was like a magnet. It just drew me right in. Come to find out it was a very successful, like motivational bookshelf. Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, uh, Napoleon Hill, a lot of the real famous old school. Well, and at that time it was very present, <laughs> new, new age kind of books on self-help and business. And I was just instantly drawn to the business side of it. I just loved learning about businesses. And that was when I was about 12. When I was 14, I met my dad who was living down in the Virgin Islands in St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands. And he owned a scuba diving shop. So I went down there to learn to scuba dive. I'd been watching Jacques Cousteau every Sunday <laughs> night for years and years. And then all of a sudden, I just sort of magically had an opportunity to go swim with sharks. And also at the same time, got to watch how he was running his business in the Virgin Islands. And so I kind of got to put that Brian Tracy and Jacques Cousteau experience and that part of my life together uh, in one-stop shopping. It was, And I was, I was just instantly drawn. I, I just knew that I wanted to be doing something in the business world forever, really. And as I was getting older, I became a, a dive instructor, a dive master, and then eventually I became a, a U.S. Merchant Marine boat captain. I then went on to fly uh, for the airlines down in the Virgin Islands, Seaborne Airlines, flying seaplanes, flew charter jets and, and things like that, working as a commercial pilot. But I really just loved business. And so I ended up moving back home to Oregon and started my first sort of real company, which was a bend fencing, a, a fence company building wooden fences of all things. Hmm. And had a had a great run with that and sold it, took off to Hawaii and uh, became a business broker for a little while and then moved. That was on Maui and then moved to Oahu and started a sign and screen printing sort of a agency. Oahu signs and screen printing. And then one day I was thirsty and went in to get a water bottle and there were none on the shelves. Nobody really knew why or what was going on. And there weren't really viable options, at least for me, for water bottles. I wasn't happy with the, with the two other brands that were on the market. And that's kind of how Hydroflask came about. Started Hydroflask and grew that up tremendously all over the planet. Had a quite successful exit from there and um, thought I could just sort of retire and kick about the planet for a while. And everywhere I went, it just, I just kept going right back into business, like business advising and consulting and coaching. It just was, it's part of who I am at this point. And so I started the Tumlo group basically to do business and help people with whatever it is that they're having issues with or help them take an idea from the back of the napkin to growing it into an actual viable product. And that's, that's pretty much what I do today. Wow. 
I love that. And I love that you very succinctly were able to tell those different pieces of your story, which led to sort of the next chapter, which led to the next chapter. A lot of people aren't able to do that very succinctly. So thank you for that. In under four hours, too. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? So I have to ask you, because I, I'm assuming, probably our listeners are too, but is that the one thing that you got to take? Was it the whole bookshelf with all of those, that collection of those books? Or what was the thing that you got to take from the house? Yeah, it uh, it was the entire bookshelf in its entirety. And I remember, you know, I was, I was very young. I was very small. I was about 12. And my mom and uh, his name was Doug. Doug's sister both kind of looked at me like, uh, there's Rolexes and there's fancy suits and, you know, fancy artwork. And there's a lot more valuable artifacts in this house. And you want a bookshelf? I'm like, no, I want all the books on the shelf, all of the shelves. I want the whole thing. And I, and so I did, I got a couple cardboard boxes and I just started hauling books next door. And I just, I just, Spent a lot of time in Salem in the Willamette Valley. It rains a lot. And I spent a lot of time grounded and like locked up indoors because we had torrential rain for a long time. It, I, I'm not a big fan of the of the wet, cold weather. And mm-hmm. so I would just pour myself into these books and wow. just just was enthralled right away. That's it's so interesting that you would take that as, as a young person and have some insightfulness into that. But what a priceless gift to be able to take, like that people don't fully understand. Like you could have taken an instant gratification thing, which might have been more valuable. But what you did was build your whole future with the gift that you chose to take. And I think that's so incredible. It kind of blows me away, Belinda, too. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but it felt like all of a sudden the lights came on and the, the cherubs were singing and the harps were playing. It was it was a very moving experience. I really felt myself moving through almost a portal. It's like I went through a door in which I knew I would never be returning to the other side again. I was I was on my way to a different life with those books. It was it was a very surreal experience and and one that I very much remember like even right now standing here. Wow. So let's talk uh I'm just blown away by that. That's such an incredible story and I love it so much and it's not I'm not going to forget that story. I just think that that is it's very moving and and it just should tell our listeners, it's like you always want to remain a student. There's so much to learn. There's so much growth that, that can happen. And, and you can learn any skill that you want to learn if you stay curious and if you stay um, just that student mindset. And and I think a lot of people don't stay in that student mindset. So it's just such an important piece of growing and learning and staying curious. That's the big piece there is curiosity. I completely agree. I, I think that part of my success, I would say a fairly large part of my success has been my curiosity. I'm the first to say, I don't know. I'm the first to say, let's go look it up and let's go find out. And back in those days, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have computers mm-hmm. to go and look up the answer. We had books, we had references, we had encyclopedias and things that we got our our knowledge from. And I, I had a very real feeling that this guy's got all of this fancy stuff in all of, in this big, huge house, mm-hmm. but really 
what he has that we don't have besides the art and the Rolexes and all of the aforementioned was this bookshelf. Like we didn't have a bookshelf or if we did, it was like, you know, a bunch of kids books. And somehow it just, it felt like that was a very big piece of his success who, who, and I didn't know him very well. I'd only met him once before, but I, I felt like whoever this guy was, this bookshelf was a big part of his success but it was even it was even a bigger draw for me than the success piece. I, I don't I don't even know that I was able to articulate the word mm-hmm. success. It was just it was very much a magnetic pull. It was really cool. Yeah. Wow. All right. So let's go down the road with this question because you we've already sort of identified that curiosity is sort of one of your superpowers. And I love that. I looked at the next question and I was like, let's just continue down that path. So a couple of other things that you've <clears throat> sort of identified as your superpowers or that have really helped you in your success journey. Besides the curiosity, I'd say tenacity. You know, like I, if, if there's something that I'm interested in or I'm fascinated with, or I'm just hell bent determined to do, I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it done. And I have a tendency to sort of put on blinders and not really care about what the outside world says or has done before. My very strong belief is that somebody has done this before. And if anybody else has done this, whatever the definition of this is at the moment, I can also do that. There's no reason why I can't learn what I need to learn or do what I need to do to make it happen for myself. So um, along those paths, it gets very difficult. It gets very challenging. There's a lot of naysayers. Typically, if you're on the right path, you're going to have a lot of naysayers. And that's when the tenacity comes out. It's like, you know what? It might be a no for you, but for me, I'm going to go ahead and do this anyway. And you can stay with your no, and that's fine. You're one less person for competition, but either way, I'm going down this for me. And I I stay on the path until I either see it through or I see something else shining in the (laughs) other direction. And I go off towards it and, and, and realize that whatever it was that I was moving towards before is no longer as valuable or viable for me. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So let's talk a little bit about Hydroflask. So they always say that people usually invent something out of a need that they see and they can't find. And so you shared that part of that story already. So at that time, there was not any kind of, of sort of water bottles available? Well, not really. There were, um, so I, I worked when I was in flight, when I was becoming a pilot, I was in flight training in college. I worked at a rock climbing store and we drank out of these plastic bottles. And so mm -hmm. I thought, well, I'll just go in and buy a plastic bottle and fill it up with water. And then there'll be one less case of plastic bottles washing up on the beach next yep. week. And when they said that there's no more bottles, they weren't quite sure why the owner had pulled them off the shelf. The owner just so happened to be French, just got back from France had learned about this new stuff called BPA. They weren't really sure what it was or what was going to be the outcome of it, but they knew as a precautionary measure, they should probably start pulling the plastic bottles. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, this entire wall was completely cleaned out. There were only a couple bottles left. And so it kind of hit in the back of my, it very much hit me in the back of my head. It came out my mouth. I will, I'll fill up this wall. The guy kind of laughed at me and I, and I saw the future and I saw myself like 10 years in the future talking about this bottle company that was highly successful up on stage and people drinking out of this water bottle. And it was like, it was almost a flash from the future. It was a, it was a very, another one of these surreal moments I go back to the sign company and I asked the employees, Hey, what bottles, you know, what bottle should I buy? You know, or what brand? And, and one of the employees said, Oh, there's an aluminum one. It's just awesome. You're going to love it. So I went and bought one and I couldn't fit my ice cubes in it. It dented really easily. Some of the gold on the inside of it had flaked off. I had a flashback to being in Australia and I, I read this article about people's People evidently keep birds in their kitchen. Yuck. Um, no offense to anybody who keeps birds in their kitchen, but yuck. Um, and the birds were dying and they found out that it was from a coating on their, their pots and pans in the kitchen. The fumes were killing these birds. So I thought, well, I just potentially in ingested some of this gold material inside this aluminum bottle. What in the world was it? So I called the company and they're out of New York and They were extremely rude. It was like, we don't have to tell you, get out of here, oh kid, you're bugging. Oh my gosh. 
I'm like, I'm a customer. I paid. <laughs> it was a ridiculous amount of money back then for a water bottle. It's like $25. And I was like, this is stupid. You can't like treat me like this. I'm a paying customer. And, it, and they basically hung up on me. And so that was a big push. I thought, well, if that's how they're going to be, maybe I really should do this water bottle. I talked to my brother who had just started working at a sporting goods store here in Bend, Oregon. And he said, there's a single wall metal bottle that just came out. You're going to love it. Okay, great. So I got one of those. I could put ice cubes in it, but it would lose its ice by the time we get in from surfing and the water would be too hot to drink. And it dribbled all down my chest and it, it was it was kind of just dumb. It just, it didn't stand up right. And I couldn't really use it like the bottle that I wanted it to be. And that was it. Like those were the only two options at that time. The third option having been pulled. And so that's, that's where Hydroflask really started. Wow. So then like, what were, what were the next steps that you took? So, because I know a lot of our listeners will probably love to hear that story. So you decide, I'm just going to create one myself. And so we know now it was like, okay, it has to, has to fit ice. It has to be easy to drink out of, and it has to keep it cold for a long period of time. Yeah. Well, my, my grandpa had an old school thermos that was glass on the inside and metal on the outside. It weighed 850 pounds and you'd break your foot if you dropped it and it stunk and it was just nasty. He'd put his coffee in it. We'd go fishing and he'd have hot coffee a couple hours later. So I thought, well, why can't we do something like that? But in a more portable, manageable, modern new age version, why don't Mm -hmm. we just use metal on the inside as opposed to glass? And at the sign company, we just so happened to meet this guy who did field trips to the Canton Fair. The Canton Fair was a, a place in China where the factories would come together and, you know, basically a, a, like a, a trade show where they'd say, hey, we make this, come work with our factory. We make that, come work with our factory. And I asked the guy, I said, hey, can I come with you on one of these field trips? I mean, it wasn't a cheap field trip by any means, but he would take us to the Canton Fair. And he said, no, there's, there's no such thing as a double wall vacuum insulated stainless steel water bottle. You can't come with. I'm like, well, you know, I'll pay you, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. I just want to go make this water bottle. And when he said no, it was even another one of those big steps towards, oh yeah, watch this. And so, um, Sold a, sold a few surfboards and a few things and uh, took off moped. I sold the moped, took off to China. And uh, I found a, a factory via fax that said, yeah, sure. Let's, let's talk about that. We can help you make a double wall vacuum insulated water bottle. So I get to China, I get to the factory and they're like, no, we just make plastic. Well, yeah, but you told <sighs> me via fax, we could do metal. Oh yeah, no, that's just not possible. We don't even actually make metal stuff here in in Shanghai. I was like, oh, well that sucks. So I just start to leave and this guy came up and kind of grabbed my arm and he says, hey, I got a cousin down in Hangzhou and I think that, you know, maybe he'd be interested in helping you. And I said, oh, great. How do I do that? You know, what does that mean? So he sent, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm listening intently and I'm like, this is interesting. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So he uh he says, Yeah, just you know, just go on down to Hanjo and, and I'll tell my cousin you're coming. 
I said, okay. So he writes me a piece of paper to get to the train station and another piece to show the train station to get to Hanzhou. Get to Hanzhou and there's like 80 billion people at the train station. I'm like, oh, geez, you know. <laughs> Luckily, oh my goodness. I was the only white guy. And about 10 minutes later, this woman came up and said, you must be Travis. I'm like, yeah. She goes, yeah, let's go. My husband and I are, you know, ready to help. And so we spent a couple of weeks looking for factories and we talked to a lot of factories that they just kind of shook their head and looked at me like, you know, is, is this guy crazy or, you know, why, who is this guy? Who's this American guy who's here looking for double wall vacuum insulated stainless steel water bottles. The day before I left, we finally found a factory where the owner said, I don't think it's going to work. There's, you know, like, but yeah, sure. Like if you can afford it, let's, let's just try it. I said, okay, great. Let's do it. So I flew home and uh, my girlfriend at that time, we sold everything we owned and she had a suitcase. I had a suitcase. We moved from Oahu. We were in Wailua. We moved back home to Bend, Oregon, moved in with my mom into her spare bedroom and ordered the first 3000 water bottles. Wow. So then, so that's the sort of invention to, to fruition, like manufacturing. Then how did you start marketing it? Well, I hadn't got that far. (laughs) I didn't really know. I just thought... (laughs) I want a cool water bottle and maybe 2,999 of my friends would want a cool gotcha. water bottle, you know? Um, and so what we did is we went up to the Portland Saturday market in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and um, they told us no. <laughs> they said, nobody's going to buy these water bottles. That's a dumb idea. We already sell water. You can't sell water. Well, we're not selling water. We're just selling the bottle. Well, that's stupid. Nobody's going to pay you for water bottles. But she did let us out onto the train tracks, set up a little card table, and start slanging water bottles. And people would see ice inside of them, and it was almost like a like a witchcraft or a black magic. They weren't quite sure how we were doing that. And they thought, well, it's probably a gimmick. It's probably not real, but for 20 bucks, I'm willing to take a gamble. And so we started selling the first few kind of like gamble bottles. And sure enough, the following weekend, we came back out by the railroad tracks and the people would come back to buy two, three, four, five more because they actually really did work. They started drinking water that week and they felt better about themselves. And so the people coming back to buy more bottles, of course, I would ask just a tremendous amount of questions. What do you think of the color? What do you think of the size? What do you think of this, that, the other? The longer they'd hang out, the more people would kind of congregate around us. And eventually the line went around the corner and down up the block uh, past the woman who was running the market. And she got mad because the line was so long in front of her door she finally led us into the actual proper Saturday market. And that's, that's where we started. Wow. I, I love that so much. I think that's so good for our listeners to hear because everybody wants a shortcut or everybody thinks you just come up with an idea and post online and, and that's the end of all your issues. And people are just going to flock to you and buy it. But it, it takes more work than that. It, it does. Yeah. It, it's seldom that easy. Yeah. Ugh. All right. So that's pretty awesome. Um, We've talked about skill sets. Obviously, that's probably one of the most um, 
successful things that you've had. Your greatest accomplishment, I'm guessing, is the inventing of the Hydro Flask and then and then selling it and and having that success story. Um, is there any piece of that in being one of your greatest accomplishments that just makes you really happy? Well, I'd say probably my daughter is my greatest accomplishment. But for the rest of the world, yeah, I would definitely say Hydro Flask is right up there. I, I appreciate the fact that at first I was doing it more for the environmental reasons. I did not like the plastic single-use water bottles washing up on the beaches every day. Mm-hmm. I'd been scuba diving all over the planet, and I'd seen a lot of plastic and rubber <sighs> underwater. And I hated that. Um, I mean, I kind of, I grew up under the water and to watch it decimated by plastic was, was awful. And so I loved the fact that we were eradicating single use plastic water bottles from the oceans and the landfills. But what I didn't really anticipate was the benefit on the human front, the hydration, the hydrated human, that's a good tagline. Um, the hydration of the humans that they started to feel better. They started to have more self-esteem and better confidence, better skin. Uh, one, one of our bankers, uh, after telling us for telling me for hours about how we had no money in the bank and she should shut us down and everything else she gets done. And she says, but man, I feel so much better. I'm getting a raise. I'm moving over to that other, um, office. My husband finds me more attractive. She was just beside herself for being hydrated. And she said, I used to come in with a 44 ounce big gulp with diet Coke. I've now substituted that for a 40 ounce water bottle and I'm drinking water all day. She's lost weight and she just felt better. And, and that was, that was a kind of an unintended benefit that I got from it was just all of the fan mail for how the humans felt better also. I love that so much. So what was your greatest challenge and how did you work through that? One of the, I mean, we had a lot, <laughs> there were a lot of challenges. <laughs> in the days. Um, one of the biggest ones was um, my partner kept leaving. She'd end up, uh, taking a lot of the money and just kind of running back to Hawaii. And that was, that was always a big challenge. I ended up getting 40,000 water bottles, the, the first real big order, and they were non-insulated and they were rusting. And that was, that was tough. It, it just about bankrupted the whole company. And then the other challenge that I hadn't ever really anticipated or thought about was we were so successful, but at the same time, we had to buy the bottles in order to sell them. And we went from the first order, I actually, we couldn't afford the full 3000. So we started out at 1500 and then we got the second 1500 and then we got, I think it was like 10,000, 20,000, then 40,000. We started doing 40,000 bottles a month and we'd have to pay anywhere from 90 to 120 days in advance and, and sometimes even further out. And Mm -hmm. so the, the funding of the entirety of it was, was a very big challenge. That is always a big challenge. Like when, when something 
takes off really fast. It's either it takes off way too slow and you've got all this money in this and you need some money to live on in hopes that that would sell. That's one problem that people have. And then the other problem is that it takes off like crazy and then you have a cash flow situation where you can't get your products ordered fast enough. And like you said, you've got to spend that money ahead before the product's actually in and before those sales occur. So what was some of the solutions that you found to that problem? Well, we event at first uh, we started just asking friends and family. It was, okay, we've sold everything we own. Would you guys mind pitching in? And mm-hmm. a lot of my family, a lot of her family did pitch in and we were able to sort of bootstrap the first few orders. And then it got to the point where, okay, well, we, we've dried up all those resources. Now what do we do? And that's when we kind of reached out to the fans and the followers and the, and the hardcore hydroflask groupies for money. And we were able to find some people to come in and, and, you know, help us as investors buy more bottles. And when that ran out, uh, then it was time for the sort of the VC sharks to, you know, they started to circle and, and, and come in. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a story. So what does, um, what does working from your happy place mean to you? The first thing I thought of was like one o'clock and I'm done. <laughs> I call my own <laughs> now. I, I, on Sunday, I do not pick up my phone unless it's personal and I want to. I, I don't do any work on Saturday. I don't do any work on Sunday. Well, I should say definitely not on Sunday. And I try my dangdest not to do any work on Saturday. I'm always here for my clients and my friends and people who, you know, like I know and I, I want to work with. But I think a big part of working from my happy place is working with people that I really want to work with. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I don't get along with everybody. Not everybody gets along with me, but those who we do get along with, that's my happy place. I really love working with businesses and brands and people that I'm, I'm curious about, I'm passionate about, I'm, I have a, a want and a desire to help. And that's what I really, I mean, that's, that's my happy place. Yep. That's awesome. So what advice would you give to those out there wanting to be an entrepreneur or that have an idea and want to try to make that idea become a reality? I'd say start, just start, just do something to start the process, get a prototype made, make your own prototype, go get, you know, cardboard and and duct tape and make your own prototype. Just see what you can do every day to move towards that goal, move that proverbial ball down the field. And I, I am a firm believer in the, in the saying act boldly and unseen forces will come to your aid. I believe that if we put ourselves out there and it's something that is truly meant to be, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be very difficult. You're going to fail. You're going to fail often, but eventually there will be a a point at which you break on through to the other side and it, there's just unseen forces that will help you succeed. Wow. I love that. This has been such a, a really fun interview. Thank you so much for just sharing that story with us and 
sharing your little pearls of wisdom, but there was just so much there that I hope our listeners will go back and even just listen again on taking an idea and in running with it and in your tenacity and sticking with it. It wasn't like you, the first person that you talked to said, yes, we can make this. It was like, no, in, in hearing no again and again and again and continuing to forge ahead. Like those are the things that things that are worth doing or having is sticking with it and seeing it come to fruition. Like you gave so many really, really good little gold nuggets that I think some people will miss the first time listening to it. So I hope that our listeners will go back again. Anytime I have a really good interview that I think there's tons of little gold nuggets, I'm like, go listen to it again. Because sometimes we're on a treadmill or we're walking and we're doing different things while we're listening to podcasts because it just it's easy to do, right? It's multitasking, but really sit down and, and take some notes on this one, guys, and, and really get those little gold nuggets. So thank you so much, Travis, for sharing that with us. Oh, thank you, Belinda. That's very kind. I appreciate that. Oh, so any new and exciting things that you're working on that our listeners might find interesting? You know, I do. Um, however, I'm, I'm still <laughs> under, they're still under wraps. We still have a, a bit of a, a time lag in between now and, and, and launch and okay. they are in the hopper and they're getting pretty close to fruition, which is, is really exciting. Oh, good. So where can our listeners find you? I'm on LinkedIn, Travis Rossback, R-O-S-B-A-C-H on LinkedIn. And that's pretty much the only social media I do. I shy away from anything that is associated with social media besides LinkedIn uh, Travis at tumalogroup.com, T-U-M-A-L-O-G-R-O-U-P is a good email for me. Okay. Well, perfect. Well, once again, thank you so much. And to all of our listeners out there, thanks for joining us today. We know that you have a choice of where to spend your time, and we're so glad you chose to spend it with us today. Please subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single great episode. And the best form of compliment that you can give either Travis or myself is to share this with a friend. Thank you so much, everyone. And we'll see you next time on Work From Your Happy Place. Thanks for joining us at Work From Your Happy Place. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher. For a free gift on finding your own happy place, please visit workfromyourhappyplace.com and click on the free audio button. Thanks again for listening. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? 
where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.